0: If you're a business leader, entrepreneur, or even just getting started in business, join us as we build the skills you need to achieve your goals. Hello, I am Deb Coviello and founder of The Drop-In CEO. I am so grateful you have joined me on another episode. Week after week, I try to bring you insights and inspiration that will help you with your career. And this week, just to level set, the topic is about what is presence and how do you use it to influence the outcome? Oh my, (laughs) this is a very interesting topic for which I do have a few stories to share with you. And ultimately, I am hoping that I will provide you some of the tools and framework that you can use if presence is something that you want to develop. But before we get into that, you know, these solo episodes that I have been doing starting in February of 2022, and we do this once a week, in addition to having a single guest each week that I do hope also brings you insights and inspiration, these stories, these tips for the aspiring C-suite leader, or maybe even if you are already in the C-suite, these are struggles, problems that you are faced with, or perhaps People on your team have these. And maybe I, we could be the capacity and capability to build those teams to be more influential. And so I have topics. I have many topics I can share with you. But the true power of this community is answering the burning questions that you have. So while this is not live and in the day and still now, radio, you could call in and give me your questions and I would do the best I could to answer them on the spot. We have a little bit of a delay. We're still working on technical opportunities to engage with me. However, you can connect with me. Just visit my website, dropinceo.com, and you can send me a message with a question that you have and we'll bring it on the show, or my playground is on LinkedIn, highly visible out there every day. You can just direct message me with your specific question, and I will bring it on the show and do my best to be able to give you the insights that you need. So, I'm in service to you, and this is a community, so I want to hear from you and answer the questions that are relevant to your situation. But let's come back to the topic, understanding what is presence And how do you use it to influence the outcome? And my, oh my, 10 years ago for me, this was a problem. I didn't have a clue. Here's a situation. I was top of my game. I knew my stuff. I did executive presentations. I dotted my I's, crossed my T's. I delivered all the information. And when I was done with my 15 minutes of fame, I said, any questions? Anyone? anyone. (laughs) And crickets, oh my. And so, you know, you go in confident, you know your stuff, you know, and everybody else knows you're on top of whatever issues there are, but no validation, no affirmation, no conversation. And you know what? That confidence that you went in with just got knocked down a notch (laughs) because crickets, crickets are nice to listen to at night but they're terrible in the C-suite. So it was uncomfortable. <laughs> and I knew I had to do anything in addition to simply being good at my technical craft. I had a trusted advisor within the company and I went to that person one day and I said, what do I need to do to get ahead, make a difference or get a different outcome? And that person said, well, you need a little bit more presence. Presence. Hmm. I know that has to do with Being there, physically there. But I asked, what do you mean by presence? And they said, well, it's when you come into a room and you say what you say, people always know that you're going to say the same thing. They know what you stand for. You are consistent in your messaging. Whenever you show up, people will know you will be grounded on the same foundational principles. And that was it. No mentoring, no coaching no feedback, no tips on what to do. And I said, okay, maybe I need to upgrade my wardrobe a little bit, fix my hair. Maybe that's presence. Maybe that'll make a difference. And I did that. And yes, I got some compliments. I looked nice, but it didn't change the outcome. And so I struggled. (laughs) However, I will share with you something very interesting that came once I had the opportunity to think about, well, how can I serve people? What do I stand for? What do I do? And what problems do I actually solve? And so that only came when I started my own business. And when I started my own business, I started to take the time to understand exactly what I stood for, exactly how I wanted to be seen, heard, and respected. And so. I won't give you the answers just yet, but the outcome is what we ultimately aspire to. And so it's been only recently that I started showing up at some networking events. And as part of networking, people ask, hey, tell us about yourself. So that's 10 seconds. seconds That's your 30-second elevator pitch. That could be three minutes of yada, 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 which I hope you don't do. But I gave my elevator pitch. And then when people saw me afterwards, they said, Deb your elevator pitch is so good. I know exactly what you do, who you stand for, and you have amazing presence. (gasps) I had arrived. (laughs) I had done it. And then I said, oh my, how did I get here? And then I had to figure out, oh, I need to bottle this because there are so many people out there that actually struggle with what does that mean? So it is my honor to try to distill this for you. But let's turn back to you and, and let's start thinking about the challenges you have. One, Is this you? Do you believe you may be missing presence to be seen, heard, and respected? Do you have the technical knowledge and you're celebrated for it, but you wonder, how can I get ahead? And you look at others and they make it seem so easy. And ultimately, you are looking to impact others and also realize an outcome for you to grow your career and be seen, heard, and respected. And I'm sure there are books and resources that talk about this, but they're just not enough. And so I want to give you this framework, and I want you to think about it. Pull out your device, your paper, your pen, your pencil, whatever you use to grab these thoughts, because this is really important. I think this framework could help some of you. And if it does, I want to hear about it. So there are three things to a framework that I believe will help with presence. So it's not a mystery anymore. One, foundation. Two, physical, and three, messaging. Foundation, physical, and messaging. So let's start with the foundation. I want you to take some time. Three bullets, three bullets that whenever you show up, you always remind people about what is important or what do you stand for. Two, what is your 10-second pitch? I didn't say 30, 10 second. People have short attention spans. You need to be able to deliver it in 10 seconds. And then the 30-second pitch. So I'll go first. I am the drop-in CEO. I drop into businesses. I assess the landscape. I understand the business issue. I partner with the CEO. We solve the business issue. And then we elevate people for a lasting impact. Now, that may have been the 30-second elevator pitch. But here's the 10-second. I'm the drop-in CEO. The drop in CEO. Now that's good for business consulting and what I'm doing, but let's just say um, I'll pick a food safety professional. I've grown up in that area. Food safety, food safety is number one, bullet number one. Two, it's imperative that we have the preventive controls in our systems so we don't pass along a food safety issue to our clients. Three, it's imperative that everybody understands their role relative to the food safety system. Oh, that was easy. Maybe, (laughs) maybe not. But, you know, think about your situation. What are those three things that if you had to pound your fist on the table? I'm not doing this because I'm recording, but pound your fist on the table. You would do in order or you would say repeatedly, these are important because when you are crystal clear about these three things are important, you become known for those three things. So. Build the foundation, first and foremost, regardless of where you're at, what are those three things that you stand for? Now, let's move to the physical. I'm not going to say what it's not yet. (laughs) First of all, the physical is the confidence. Now, right now, while I am recording this, I have a stand-up table. I can breathe. I feel good. I am standing up. I am essentially looking at you giving this podcast. I feel confident. I've got my notes, and I know my stuff. I feel good. And the physical projection in my voice conveys something of confidence that maybe you want to listen to. And then, of course, strong technical competence. You need to know your stuff. I mean, that goes without saying. And most of you are at a place where you know your stuff. Strong posture. Now, I don't mean that you have to stand when delivering information. But if sitting is the way that is part of your culture, make sure that you can breathe. You don't have a cluttered workspace. You have just your notes, just a pen. You have enough physical space for any movement or intonation in your body or voice. You need strong posture, and you need to figure out how and when does your voice project most. Okay? So that's something you think about. What do you need to project confidence? And then there is a bit of the voice. You need to deliver it with conviction. You need to have confidence. You should be concise, and there's a pattern here, (laughs) and another piece about the confidence. If you will listen to my voice, every time I end a sentence, I end it on a down tone. I am an alto, so when I finish my sentences, it's always on a down note. Can you feel the down note? I have heard this and I learned this from somebody I interviewed and I really respected, Laura Socola, She is a speaking coach. She is a linguist. She has studied language. Please, if you do this, I'd ask for you to try to modify how you speak. But if at the end of every sentence that you end with a question and you deliver information about the report, and when you ask for a proposal or information or reaction, don't always end your sentences on an tilt, And this is for men and women alike, more often than not women. But I just want to make you aware that if you hear that in somebody's voice, that is a signal that's going to detract from the confidence and the conciseness that you're trying to deliver. So voice, the way your physical presence of your voice is critical. And only finally, and I was hesitant to put this into the conversation, is your appearance. Now, I'm going to be totally truthful with you. I love wild colors. I love making a statement. I love busy. I used to dress at work with just really cool, interesting clothing. And I felt wonderful in them. But then I soon realized it was too much. It didn't suit the role that I was trying to project. So let's stop here just a little bit. And I just want you to know, you shouldn't change who you are and how you physically dress or look. You do have to represent your passion and your authenticity when you show up into a room. So you do need to be you. Absolutely. Whether it's bling, colorful socks, whatever it might be, you do have to have your unique look. But at the same time, you need to have a wardrobe and a style that also projects the position you see yourself in, in the future, not just now. So if there is a look that says, oh, that person is in the C-suite, I want to look like them, don't copy them, but look at how you're dressing and how you look. And does your message, your outward physical message communicate C-suite leader? And again it doesn't have to be expensive it doesn't have to be a lot of bling but professionalism and how you show up and being interesting in you is all important. So I've spent a bit on the foundation and physical the last part is actually your content. So content when you put out your content again this is important they don't talk to you about this in management school or coming up in your career you may have the great talking points you may look Apart and show up with conviction. And then you come into the conference room and present your content, and it's met with adversity. Hey, I'm not on board with that. Where'd you get those numbers from? Oh my God, all that confidence and preparation just went down the tubes. A few tips, please. Listen to this. This is really important. If you want to show up, be confident, have your talking points, and have your information resonate for the outcome you desire. Socialize for support. Are there a few key people you might want to share your information with in advance just to dot the I's, cross the T's, or maybe they're the negative Nancy's or what have you that might ask those tough questions in person with everybody in the room, but maybe have them challenge it offline and find out where there may be ambiguities or clarification needed because you need those advocates when you finally show up in the conference room? Relatable language. We celebrate your success and your technical competence. I can talk about analysis of variation. And you can see from the statistical process control chart that we are starting to have seven points going on an upward trend showing us that this process is not in control. Okay, And then I just see glazed eyes with my finance person and my director of operations. You need to use relatable language. So whatever you say, whatever is happening, whether it's good or bad, you need to do it in dollars. You need to do it in kilos and sales or whatever the business language is or the language of your audience. Maybe you are an engineer, but you now have to go to a sales and marketing organization. Start listening to some of the language they use and incorporate it into yours when you're conveying the message. And then obviously what's in it for them. Why are you presenting this information? What is the challenge or opportunity for them or both of you together that you're trying to address? And this is a really important tip, this last one here. When you present information, don't just say, here's the problem, here's the data, and just assume everybody's going to get it and what the impact and magnitude is. No, no, no. You absolutely need to say, this is the problem. This is the risk or opportunity in front of us, it's this big and if we do this, we're going to realize profits at the end of the year. Now, I know I'm being a little bit fun with this, but wait a second. You need to engage people and you can present information and it's nice, but unless you qualify it, this is a big problem. (laughs) And If we don't do anything now, uh, we may not have a job at the end of the year, Maybe not quite like that, but you get what I mean. It has to have the problem, the risk or opportunity, how big this thing is, and what is the impact. Because the outcome is you want to spawn conversation. Also, if you make a proposal, make a proposal to solve the issue, tell them why you think this is a good position, and wait for the dialogue. I promise you, if you start doing some of these things, you're going to get conversation, You might find hmm, there's some ways to improve what you presented, but the outcome is you engage people and they see you and they're listening to you and they're connecting with you. That's all part of presence. You want to be seen, heard, and respected. So how do we bring this all home for you? (laughs) One, what do you stand for? What do you want everyone to know about you when you walk in the room? Two, do you physically and always convey the message you want to convey both in your voice and delivery and the image people see when you're present. And finally, content is king. People heard that, not just in what you present, but how it is received by your audience. When these are in alignment, your presence is seen and heard. And I promise you, you'll stand out and be respected. This is a key component of taking control of your career. And if this makes sense, I'm pleased that you can put this to action. But if you're still wondering how to put this into action, I want to help you. I'm here for you. I don't want you to struggle. I'd love to be just somebody you bounce something off of to validate you're following the right approach. I do do one-on-one coaching, but I am extending an offer for the C-Suite Academy as my offer To aspiring c-suite leaders to take control of your careers and also if you're a ceo coo or the chief hr officer of a growing company and you know this is needed to build the future generations but you don't have the capability or capacity the c-suite academy partnering with you may do what you need to do in order to set your business up for success this can only help you. And I would love to have a conversation because it is my more than 25 years of experience navigating the systems and learning what it takes to get into the C suite. I only want to offer that to you. So I'm passionate about this topic. I hope you could see that, but I'm also very interested in knowing that this can help you. I've had people who listen to the podcast, I love them. And I do hope this does resonate with you and makes a difference in your career. So with that, I want to thank you for joining me on another episode of the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I can't wait to see where you go with your career, but for now, I do want to thank you and wish you continued success and be well. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. My new book, The CEO's Compass, will change the way you think about leadership, navigate rapid transformation, and elevate the leaders of tomorrow.